0: And welcome to the latest installment in our podcast series, It's the People Stupid. In today's episode, we are excited to branch out of our HR department and head down the corridor to chat with marketing. We had the honor of talking to John Heeler, Director of Straightforward, a design and marketing agency. John has been a director for over 20 years and helped thousands of organisations develop a brand and market their services. We caught up with him recently to discuss marketing strategies, particularly for SMEs, and started by asking him, what is
1: marketing? What is marketing? Well, it's, you, you could ask five different people and I'll give you five different answers of what marketing is. At the end of the day, marketing is the strategic process of promoting and selling products or services to meet customers' needs. Uh, and achieve business goals. That's the, the you kind of you, your clinical definition yeah. to it. It's about selling everything you do to achieve a sale. Okay, that makes sense.
0: So forgive me if this is an obvious question, but then what is the difference between marketing your company and, and branding your identity?
1: No, no, your, your, your branding is your outward appearance sort of touch points. Brand even covers everything from like the way you answer the phone and the way you engage people, but it's also about your appearance, yeah. your outward image. Um, the messaging that you portray and and how you deliver your 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 presentation
0: next i asked john where new business owners should start when looking to market their new product or service
1: well if you start in a new business i guess you'd, you'd go back to the basics of, of um perhaps doing a, a swot analysis of what you are and what your business offers you know, your strengths weaknesses, opportunities threats go through all of those and identify what it is you want to convey um, and then you might look at the, the who, where, what, when, why, not necessarily in that order of what it is you're selling, so you can put together your, your brand and, and your marketing plan and strategy.
0: With more and more software becoming available to business owners and non-expert marketers, HubSpot, email automation, Canva, even artificial intelligence, I asked John whether business owners should still be reaching out to third-party organisations for marketing support, or can they mostly do it on their own?
1: You can do a little bit yourself, but it's often better to use a third party. In respect, if you'll get consistency that you might not get yourself. You'll find that um, when you're trying to do it yourself, you'll have limited resources, limited skills, and you'll you'll often change your mind when you're halfway through things. You'll you see something that you've been doing and working on yourself, and within a short space of time, you're changing your mind and you're tweaking it. And before you know it, you've diluted your brand. And everything starts to look inconsistent. Um, um, you can spend a hell of a, a lot of time trying to do it yourself. Time that would be probably better spent working on your own sales and your own production, your own business issues, rather than trying to do something that is not within your normal skill set. It's a nice thing. It's an attractive thing. Marketing. It often seems like it's the fluffy stuff and the fun stuff, and it is. It is. I enjoy doing it. Um, but you can you can spend an inordinate amount of your own business time then creating something that's inconsistent so you only get one chance to make a first impression so it's important that you do that correctly absolutely um, uh, we actually find that the probably one of the most difficult clients to work on in, from our perspective is ourselves <laughs> working on work for other other clients is much easier um you you can find a solution for somebody else more more easily than you can yourself sometimes
0: john what are the essentials to get right when marketing your brand
1: it's essentially you you get something that's that will stand the test of time that is right for you that will um there are opinions that say that every seven years almost like a lifetime cycle you should tweak or look at brand development you'd like to think that what you do is going to be a set of guidelines that are not restrictive to what you're selling but they will help you be consistent in your outward appearance Branding's not just visual, it's you know you should turn a voice it how it sits with people um, uh, and so it's important to get that element of it right as well. You've got to think about the customer experience of engaging your brand as well. does it does it feel comfortable with them businesses based on trust if they if if your brand doesn't sound like the person that you are the people that you are, then it it's it's not correctly aligned as well.
0: Having discussed how to get it right, I asked John, what are the common pitfalls that many organizations succumb to?
1: I still come back to the consistency point with with branding. That People ignore that um, and they ignore their target audience um, or there's a lack of differentiation. They just copy somebody else's or take something and and develop something they've seen their competitors doing. Um, If you ignore the customer experience as well, you don't convey your brand across correctly. Um, And then ignoring technology, ignoring the measuring points and being short-term focused, seeing an immediate problem try and change all their branding to solve one problem instead of looking at the bigger picture.
0: Thinking of our HR listeners, John and I moved on to talking about how HR and marketing are intertwined. I often describe recruitment as one big branding mission, and it was interesting to talk to John about his thought on how organisations can get employer branding right.
1: Branding and HR and PR are very closely linked in a great many respects. I think if you're looking at recruitment, um, your outward brand is a big thing towards the quality of staff you might get they, they need to feel comfortable that they're going to sit under your umbrella and work um, you know an employee is a partner to a business isn't it they're, they're a, a stakeholder and we're stakeholders as, as as brand managers for our clients we see ourselves as the marketing uh, department for a lot of clients that don't necessarily have a marketing department or don't have the skills that we've got but coming back to the the hr point of view um, your brand is really important on, on recruiting the right kind of people, and people who aspire to work for you. I think that's really important.
0: And is it more or less the same message and the same techniques to market your business to a customer as it is to a potential employee? Or is there a different way of going about it?
1: Um, you're all, it's always about putting your best foot forward. Um, you would think that would attract the best prospects and uh, best employees to your business. I think on recruitment level, if you were branding a recruitment campaign, you might look slightly differently about your tone of voice to the outward message of the business from time to time. But essentially, you would want to convey your approachability, your dependability and trust. If business is based on trust, if somebody's going to trust working for you, that they're going to put their career uh, aligned and alongside you, it's going to be important that, that your brand is strong and they, they trust working for you is... It's the right move for them as well.
0: Absolutely. So from an HR perspective, you must be doing something right because you don't get into 21 years of business without understanding people and being able to work with them. I always (laughs) say
1: people are your biggest asset and your biggest liability. Um, You've got to make sure you look after them correctly. I've always run a very flat management structure at Straightforward. You've got to allow creativity, you can't quell creativity. So our approach is, is very much everyone's opinion matters. We do a lot of think-tank work, a lot of teamwork, uh, And again, often the, the creative idea can come from somebody out of left field that's just been involved in uh, in brainstorming things. And that's what the clients are paying for, they're paying for that creative time. where uh, We might have spent 80 hours to come up with an idea, we might come up with an idea very quickly. Um, but generally speaking it's about the quality of the idea and it's about the value of that to the client. Um,
0: We do a lot of work I suppose around a similar thing as well around kind of input and output Um, so that fear of kind of presenteeism we talk about kind of during Covid that actually a lot of that has fortunately gone out the window it's not about so long as you're working the hours and that's all that matters actually it's about what you're producing and presumably in your industry that's something that that you're on board with, mm, that absolutely. it's not about saying, well, I had a designer sat at the table coming up with an idea for your brand for 10 hours. They didn't come up with anything, but they did work on it for yeah. 10 hours. What good is that? <laughs> yeah.
1: Because we're results driven, We try and make everything as, as measurable as we can. We try and show return on investment to everything. Um, uh, it, you know, Just saying that you spent 100 hours on something is no reason for it to be any better than something that was produced in two or 10 hours. Um, it's about the quality of the results. We
0: moved on to talking about measuring return on investment from a marketing campaign. I've always wondered how organisations or marketing companies measure the success of their strategies. And John has helpfully shed a little light on this.
1: On certain digital strategies, where you can see the number of responses you've had to something, and you can set up a goal like uh, your strategy or is looking to have people fill out the, the, the online form. That's the goal, um, and the value of that is X, and the, the amount of money it's cost to uh, to market to achieve X amount of goals is probably a good way of doing a return on investment example. With brand awareness, yeah, it's difficult to kind of um, completely evidence that. But again, on the phone ringing and on sales over the counter and sales online and sales at the shop and uh, tickets sold, the ROI should, should be something you can see that it was a successful event. I mean, I'm proud to say we get a lot of clients telling us, um, yeah, we sold out or, or um, attendance was, was full. You know, that's mission accomplished in that respect. Absolutely.
0: At Cream HR, we do a lot of recruitment on behalf of our clients. The most important work we do, however, isn't always around the recruitment itself. It's the groundwork we put in. It's planning the recruitment for the next one year, two years, even five years where appropriate. It's creating the employer brand over time and building up a desire for people to want to work with you. And it's being constantly on the lookout for candidates that suit your brand. This process is always far more effective than simply having an unexpected vacancy, listing a job advert, and picking the best of who's available at the time. With this in mind, I asked John whether marketing a product or a service is similar. Is it an ongoing process, or is it simply a one-off event?
1: Marketing's an ongoing process. You, got, you almost think of your marketing as a, a, a business as your garden. You'd sow lo- loads of different things. You would, you'd grow things in there, you'd prune things in there, you yield certain, certain things at certain times. But so marketing's an ongoing thing of, of, of constant gardening. It needs constant attention. Things need watering and feeding, and they need sunlight. And I think it's it's the same for recruitments of people as well, and and looking after the people you've got along the way, training them. I can ima- I can imagine that um, there's some very similarities, great similarities between um the, the garden that is marketing and the garden that is HR.
0: Absolutely, yeah, I really like that, and the idea that. Um, Yeah, you're sowing the seeds now, but it might take several months until that's going to come through, but the work needs to be done. That's right, yeah,
1: yeah. And I guess your measurements of your garden might be the crops that you get from it, um, and and the same with your measurement of the performance of a a member of staff.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, I like that analogy. It's good.
0: Having chatted to John for some time, it was clear that he had so much experience and had clearly worked with several different clients. So I decided to ask him what was his greatest marketing achievement. The greatest
1: marketing achievement. Um, I, I've got a favourite job that I always look back on that that um, we really enjoyed doing. We we did the season ticket renewals job for West Bromwich Albion Football Club. Um, we managed to put on a forty percent. Um, uplift in, in, in the response time and the, the response to the early bird offer that was there, which was quite dramatic for them, especially when they were putting up the um, the, the, the ticket prices. But we produced a piece for them which was um, You Were Born a baggy, which was a, a piece of um, individual digital uh, print, as it was, there was, a piece of direct mail that went out that was personalised to every member that received one. So they had a photograph of the team from the year that they were born and it said um, You Were Born a baggy. Um, and it gave them a souvenir, something that was totally personalised to them. So as I said, the results were fantastic, 40% uplift on, on what they normally hadn't seen, despite seeing a price increase in what they were selling. Um, and then it had the fans talking amongst one of us, asking if they'd got theirs, um, contacting the clubs, asking for more copies of it. it. In some respects, I guess it created a very positive problem that everyone loved it. So on both levels, it was financially a the club and, and for us, but but moreoverly, it um, it looked after the fans, and I guess marketing is about creating fans. You know, fans are the people that will they'll refer you to somebody else as well. So good marketing, good good staff are, all will become fans of your business as well. So fans are what you want. They create referrals, and referrals we all know bring in massive amounts of business and goodwill. It's it's, it's a few years ago now, um, and working for the Album gave us loads of referrals onto other industries as well okay. um, we're quite involved in a lot of marketing that kind of revolutionised horse racing as well and changed um, changed the tendencies by theming race days uh, the tendencies went up massively because we created another reason to go racing for people that just saw it as horses round a track or weren't into gambling. We'd create a themed event, either a food festival or a beer festival or music going on. Um, and then we marketed that through various different channels and the success level of that was was massive. So that's another kind of favourite job.
0: Wow, that's brilliant. What an outcome. Do you have a worst client experience?
1: <laughs> worst client experience? Um, as far as a bad experience is concerned, um, I pride myself that we've got Clients that have been with us for a long time, our client retention rates are better than a lot of agencies are. A lot of agencies lose clients within two or three years. We've, I've had a lot of clients that have been with us since we started. Um, wow. And are still, there's natural selection. Those businesses change, they get sold, people come and go. That's natural selection. Things will change. But I struggle to think of bad experiences. There are certain clients, you, you, there's no point trying to, to point out the value to them if they don't see the value and won't see the value then you might as well move on and you might as well concentrate on working with people that you get on with that you have a good relationship with as well because relationships don't don't work without people that either you don't get on with or you or they don't trust you but more importantly you don't trust them business is based on trust
0: finally i asked john what does he see the future of marketing as being what do you see the future of marketing as being is there is there change on the horizon is it obviously it's gone through lots of different phases in the 21 years Mm. you've you've been in business Mm. um probably more digital than it ever was Mm. um and things do you see is there change on the horizon or
1: we're bombarded with marketing messages on various different media i think that's only going to going to develop with the number of channels that we've got that people can um, appeal to us and reach us on is, is massive. Um, I think there's a little bit of a resurgence in, in certain things that are uh, direct mail and go through a letterbox. You've got hundreds of channels um, that you can be contacted on social media, advertising, television. You've only got one letterbox and you've only got one desk. If you can get something onto somebody's desk in front of them that's tangible when people are getting tired a little bit of some of the digital bombardment um, and digital desire you to turn things off you've got, you've always got the, the ability to to uh, abstain or or um, unsubscribe but if you can get something in front of somebody that they can hold that's tangible there's, I think there's a bit of a more of a, a resurgence in that as that's I say you you've got in in your house you've got numerous gadgets the television but you've only got one letterbox and sometimes something landing on. On a consumer's letterbox means they have to react to it, they have to make a decision about it straight away. And if you've done it in an environmentally friendly way, a carbon neutral environmentally friendly way, that's that's not a bad thing. So there might be a bit of a resurgence of some of that. But marketing is a constantly changing thing, constantly growing. There's a, there's a, a new way or a new message or a new emotion. Um, it's changing all the time. Another reason to have a, an agency. Another reason to have an agency that's that's uh, at, the, at the cutting edge of it.
0: Absolutely. Um, what about AI? Do you see AI having much of an impact in marketing?
1: Definitely. Uh, AI um, it definitely allows you to come up with, um, with uh, messages and texts and a different approach on things and, and education. It's got an intelligence. The thing you've got to remember about AI, AI is it doesn't always get things right. You've got to know what it is you're talking about um, to know whether it, it's right or not. You know, AI in design is great because you can you can already create things from using AI powers. That's, that's a massive game changer in a, in a great many ways. And quite how it changes will fall out in the next coming years, but it's it's here to stay.
0: I uh, I saw a meme that I liked recently, um, and it said. Uh, to replace marketing agencies with AI, clients will need to accurately describe what it is that they want. Uh, exactly. <laughs> We're safe. <laughs>
1: yeah. AI, AI is only as good. It's only you only get out what you put in. Yeah. Um, with with AI in a great many respects, and you've got to understand what it is that you're you're asking it about, and, and it doesn't get everything right.
0: No. Yeah. No. Very interesting. Well, it'll be exciting to see, or interesting to see how it how it develops over the years. John left us with one final thought on the concept of marketing.
1: I came up with the company name, Straightforward, because I read in a corporate guidelines manual um, a passage that said, for people to change brands, they need the process of change to be straightforward. Um, and a lot of people don't, don't realise straightforward is actually one word, which is, always amuses me. Um, but I think it's, tr- it's true, you know, you need to make the decision the process decision of, uh, in a brand conscious world why would i not work with you and work with you what do i what would i prefer that needs to become straightforward a clear usp or a clear reason to change people don't just buy just on price they buy on, on value as well so straightforward
0: thank you so much to john healer for all your interesting insights into marketing If you have any questions about the topic, please do get in touch and we'd be happy to put them to John. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.